Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. An Erios production. Menopause is coming and the men have all left town, but I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Could be bald and bearded, shorter, tall, funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white, tiny eyes with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm Hey, pals. Thank you to my new Patreon subscriber, Jen N. And thank you, Molly C., for raising your pledge. And thank you, all the other Patreon subscribers who are still with me. Thank you so much. We're almost up to $800, and if you're feeling inspired to join the Patreon, now would be a great time. I promise there's lots of fun stuff up there already, and I'll be posting more and more as the days go on. If you want to join the Patreon, just go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. All right, let's move on. It has been a weird week for me, everybody. I mean, I don't have anything exciting to tell you. Uh, it's just that I've been in New York for, I think, a month. And I'm having all of these weird feelings and experiences and doubts and confusion. And I, I don't know what I'm going to do with my fertility journey. I just don't know what the hell is happening. And unfortunately, I'm having some stomach problems again, thanks to having a more relaxed diet full of Oreos and chocolate and English muffins and eggs and dairy. I've been waking up with reflux at 2.22 and 3.33 a.m. every night with sad folk songs swirling through my mind saying, She cried, hey Willie, don't you murder me, haunting me. I hate this song. I mean, I, I, I thought I loved it, but the words to this song are, are terrible. And my parents and I were singing it the other day and I can't get it out of my fucking head. Anyway, and I've been having these nightmares where I'm the murderer and my mom is the detective and I feel bad for her because she's trying to find, trying to catch me and she's going to get fired if she doesn't figure out who the murderer is. But if I tell her who, that, that it was me, I, I, then I'm going to go to prison. And then when I was writing this down to tell all of you, I realized what all of this means. It means I'm trying to work out in my mind whether it's better to make the right decision for myself or the right decision for my family. I mean, this is a thought I always have that I'm always having every time I think about should I stay in L.A. or move to New York. But it's also this hourly thought I'm having while I'm here when I'm inside editing or writing and doing all the junk that I always do on a daily basis. And my mom is outside slaving away doing yard work and breaking her back. And she says she's happy out there and that she loves leaf blowing and hauling broken tree limbs to the back fields. But people, she's got to be lying. And I know I, I just feel... I just feel terrible and guilty being inside. Guilty. I'm guilty. I'm the guilty murderer. Oh, my goodness. I wish I had more time to help. It's just like, ugh, I'm only giving her like an hour or a half hour a day. Today, I didn't give her any time. Oh, I'm terrible. I'm a terrible daughter. Oh, gosh. This is like writing in my diary. Are you my diary now? Is this what Spermcast has become, my diary? <laughs> Here's what I should be writing about in my diary. 
What am I going to do about babies? I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I'm at. I bought two vials of sperm the other day. I don't know why. I mean, I know why. <laughs> I have a sperm addiction. No, that's not why. Okay, wait. Let me back up. Okay. After the miscarriage that I had in March, I had to wait till I got my period until I knew when I could do my next transfer with the two frozen embryos that I have. So that put my next possible transfer sometime in April. But I always knew that I wanted to go home for my grandmother's 100th birthday in the end of April. So when the fertility clinics closed or stopped having new cycles, the weight of that decision, decision, <laughs> The weight of that decision was taken off of me. I couldn't do my transfer in April so I could spend all of that month in New York and just chill like I'm mildly doing now. I'm not chill at all, but whatever. But there was this other option or is this other option for April. I thought, well, I can track my ovulation and have a vial or two shipped, a vial or two of sperm shipped to the house and I can try a home insemination. I also thought that if all this virus stuff is too scary or if I'm completely out of money, I'll just hold off and figure everything out when I get back to LA. I didn't need to make a decision right away because I had to wait for my next period anyway. Well, my period finally came last week, and on the very same day, I got an email from the sperm clinic telling me that they had just released two vials of sperm from my donor, the same donor who I'd made the embryos with, and that I had 48 hours to decide if I wanted to purchase them or not. So, long story short, as I already told you, I did buy those vials, but I have till the end of this week to decide if I want to ship one or two or none of those vials to the farm in New York because I'm ovulating next week and I, I, I'll i need to have the, or probably next week, yeah, I'll, look, I'll figure it out, but I'll need to have the sperm here when that happens if I decide to do it. I just, ugh, look, there's just too much. I can't even scratch the surface of this conundrum right now, so I'm probably going to do my whole episode on this next week. So when you hear from me next week, I will have made this decision and I may or may not have sperm here, and I don't know. We'll see what happens. So for now, let's get to our guest. Or guests, our guests. We have two guests. One is a lady, one is a gent. Ladies and gentlemen, my pals, Amanda and John. <laughs> how are you? How are you guys? Okay, how are you doing? Here, I'm yeah. going to make this bigger. You're in New York now, right? Yeah. What part of New York are you in? Westchester County. Oh, cool. Do you know where that is? Yeah, it's right outside the city, right? Yeah. Where are you yeah. from? I'm from New Hampshire, but I lived in Manhattan for like six years. Oh, Amanda, where are you from? Wisconsin. I think I knew that. So you guys, I don't know what we're talking about today, except the fact that you're pregnant and and you're a working nurse at the moment. And also, I want John to sing and play guitar. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, golly. Oh, well, yeah. Hopefully you have requests. You know... To my listeners, John, John, you can tell him any song on the planet and he can play it accurately. And usually you sound like the singer, too. Or you just know all the lyrics. I mean, do you have a photographic memory? I don't know. Once you've learned a couple songs, you kind of get how the other ones go. He does have a really good memory, though, because yesterday we were doing our hike in the hills because yeah. like, all the trails are closed. So we just do it like because we live in Beachwood Canyon now. Uh -huh. And he started singing all the words accurately to the reading rainbow. Oh, and, my like, God. I, I mean, I grew up watching it, too, but I couldn't remember all the like lyrics to the inner like, you know, verse parts. But he knew them all. I'm like, how do you still remember them all? Super solid B section. Great B-section on that song. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Well, I'm going to put you on the spot later. I'll think of something okay. to make you play. I'll get, I'll get real souped up on coffee for that. Cool. <laughs> um, I don't remember. I know, Amanda, you told me about your pregnancy early, right? I did. I did because I had been following along with you and like your, um, your, you sharing your stories was helpful to someone like me because I was struggling too. What was happening? I, I don't remember. I like was diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder in my mid twenties, mm. but I guess that can lend to, there's like a high risk of link linkage between having an autoimmune disorder and having a very low egg count. Okay. Cause you're born with all the eggs you'll ever have. Yeah. And so it's not something that can get better. I guess right. get worse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but so when I, I guess we will, we were trying and like nothing was happening. And I was like, but we're doing it all the time. And I was <laughs> being the nurse that I am. I was like tracking everything. Yeah. I was like doing everything that I could. And I had already at that point, like changed my own diet. And I was like trying to do everything that I could to like make it happen. So then we finally got tested and they were, I, I was, it was shocking, but they, they told me that I had 0.17. Jesus. Eggs. And I, it was basically like barren, and I, I was. So that was your that was your AMH. Yeah. Okay. And so I I don't think I've ever received worse news in my whole life. Oh. So and you guys was, had just gotten married. Well, this was about ten yeah. months after we got married. Yeah. yeah. We've been trying for about ten months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're, they technically want you to wait a year, but because she's such like a go getter, she was like, "Oh, we've been trying for a year." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's um, for people that are just like doing it casually if you're tracking it right. i think you know yeah. something's yeah. up after well, a couple yeah. months we're, we're not like we're not spring chickens and i felt you like are, you look like spring chickens <laughs> i just thank you 35 this week Ooh, happy birthday amanda your, yeah. your instagram happy, videos happy are so great pregnancy. yay yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. so i interrupted you but I think it's, like, so unfair that you can't just, like, get all this testing done. I feel like we should be getting our – we should know our own body sooner. Yeah. I don't understand why we're not doing fertility testing, if not for just, like, to know, like, what your what your status is, you know, yes, earlier on. So, so you can plan it out because why was I ever even on birth control, you know? Yeah. Had I known, had I known that that was the odds sooner, I, I think John and I probably would have maybe just started trying sooner. But yeah, I didn't know. I mean, it's hard to know if you have problems until you start trying, right? But the cycles were normal, so it's yeah. not something I would have picked up from that aspect. Yeah. Um, so the other tests are AMH, and then there's your follicle count. Another part of the autoimmune is like inside each ovary, you know, you have your follicles. I have less follicles than, okay. normal, than like desired. Yeah. So the thing with um, usually when you have low follicle count and a low AMH um, is even if I were to get IVF and they were trying to boost me up with all the drugs, even mm -hmm. at the max amount, I would never put out as many eggs as someone else mm -hmm. would. So sometimes you can walk away. You can do a whole round of all the drugs and only come out with one to three eggs. And I, I hold on. I muted you by accident. <laughs> oh, correct. No, I can't hear anything. I do that a lot, too. John, John, hold on. Stop talking. Sorry, guys. Hello? No? Hello? Hello? What the hell did Hello? I do? Hello? Hello? Hello, hello, hello? Hello? I'm trying. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Oh, oh, okay, we're back. What the fuck? <laughs> so 
Technology is so weird. I had I had a meltdown yesterday with my internet. I don't know. Things are just screwy. <laughs> Across the board, they're just screwy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so where did I interrupt you? Uh, so, oh, so even if I were to like get all the max amount there to max me out on all the IVF drugs to right. try to get me to um, produce a lot of eggs for retrieval, it wouldn't work for someone like me. Mm. So um, when he was telling us about like how I had like little to no chance, and he was like, "This is like one of the top Beverly Hills fertility doctors," <sighs> um, and he's like. He's like, you need to like start IVF immediately, but even that, like, I don't know that it's going to work for you. Um, he gave us a three percent chance of a spontaneous natural pregnancy and a thirty percent chance of a pregnancy with IVF. Wow! So those are pretty discouraging and yeah. honestly here. And he said it would probably take at least three to four rounds, and that I would maybe like need to do a donor egg if oh I wanted. Oh my God, to. Amanda! ever have a child and it was like I remember just sitting there just thinking like what this is like not what you go in thinking we thought if anything maybe John's sperm count would be like something because you know he likes to like drink whiskey stays up late you know he's like lives his best turns out great for sperm yeah turns out he, he was off the charts and then I felt I think like you know it doesn't matter I think who it is and even though I know John doesn't like feel this way I just felt like Oh my gosh, this is all my fault. Like, right. you know, I'm, I'm the problem. Yeah. And had you known about the autoimmune disease in the, in your 20s? Yeah. So when I was in my mid-20s, I started getting these um really large, like, welts that I, I, like, convinced myself maybe were bed bugs. But then I had people come, they're like, you don't have any. <laughs> and then my sister, who's a nurse, was like, they're not going away. And I'm like, no, they're like, they're, they were like two times the size of a quarter. Wow. And um, they weren't going away and they were in weird places, like on the backs of my arms and like my ankle and just like on my back. And my sister was like, maybe you should go see like a rheumatoidologist. Like she was like, I think this is kind of weird. And you've had like really allergies anyway, like you're really sensitive. And so I went, even he was like, oh, it's probably nothing. And then he was like, oh, you have borderline lupus. Okay. And like it never progressed from there. My last test, um, I'm negative, but I do have a positive antibody that can cause a 1% chance risk of a heart block in my baby. Oh. So I do see, I do get like echocardiograms each month, but. You get echocardiograms for yourself or for the baby? Yeah. So they're, they're able to each, each month I go see this high like the specialty doctor and she does an echocardiogram on the baby in in utero wow which is like pretty crazy and she checks out all the four like chambers the valves making sure the blood flow is like working as it should wow it's, it's kind of crazy and she's been doing it now since i was how many months along probably i don't know 20 yeah like since i was like weeks. 20 weeks how many weeks are you now so i'm almost seven months one week so 29 weeks uh-huh. She'll be she'll be thirty weeks on no, Friday. I'm sorry, she'll be twenty nine weeks yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Aw, amazing. Getting there, but I was like so terrified to even like talk about like I'm pregnant. Right. I like waited. We waited so long to like finally announce it, just because I was like I'm too scared. Yeah. It's just when you get told that stuff, it's like I don't want I don't want to jinx it. I know it's such a weird thing. Like we have any control over what happens anyway, but. I can't stop myself from thinking I'm jinxing things. You're breaking up. We can't hear you. Hello? 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 Hi. Hi. You hear me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah better. That's, better. that's better. Okay, so you were trying I know, to get but pregnant. You feel like... Oh. 
We're having a hard time. We sure were. This was the beginning of a series of awkward, poor connection Skype blunders. After a minute of talking at the same time and cutting each other off, we hung up and restarted the call. And when we reconnected, it was no better. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. I'm gonna call you. Can you call- see us? Yeah, I can see you. Crackly. Should I? Should I go upstairs? Let me do it. Sure. Let's try it. Let's yeah. Try it. yeah. Just yeah. give me one minute. Okay? Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So I raced upstairs from the kitchen to the attic just to see if the reception would be a little bit better. Hi. It's bad. (laughs) Hello. That's me typing them a message telling them I'm going to try and restart my Wi-Fi. Well, we could try resetting ours. It's oh, probably yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, the age-old question. What if it's us? Well, let me do me first, and then I'll call you back. Okay. okay. Sounds good. And then I called them back. And guess what? It didn't work. And why am I including this in the podcast? I don't know. Hey. Hi. Yeah, is it perfect? Is it any better? It's perfect on our end seeing you. I, I gather from your face we're not perfect. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Uh-oh, are you frozen? Come on. Okay. Then we tried to record on FaceTime, but that didn't work. So then we moved to Zoom, and that did work, except it sounds like shit. And it's been driving me crazy for the last few days, and I can't do anything to make it sound better. So I am so sorry. Maybe you won't even notice the difference. And if you do, I hope it's not too annoying. <laughs> Okay. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hi. We took took a trip. It's hard in pandemic times. Okay. So you were getting bad news from doctors. They were telling you you had very little chance. Is that where we left off? 3% chance. 3% chance naturally. And uh, even with IVF, he said, you know, it's probably a 30% chance of success. And at 20 plus grand a pop. That was very daunting. Because he said it would take at least three to four cycles. But then he did end it. And I, I mean, at this point, I, I don't know if I was like, I was like crying. Maybe I was crying at this point. And then he goes, but you know, I have seen a miracle a time or two, but I wouldn't count on it. Ugh. But also, um, for instead of seeing like an OBGYN, I see a midwife, like uh-huh. at just for my routine checkup. So I reached out to her. And she got really invested right away. And she was like, screw the numbers. She goes, I see miracles every day. She um, has her doctorate in Chinese medicine. Uh-huh. And so she like believes in acupuncture and all that jazz. And so, Herbs. yeah. So she kept calling me because she was like, I don't want you to believe them. It was really encouraging because I... Also, I mean, I don't, I, maybe it's because I'm like an actor and a musician by trade and the odds of ever making any amount of success out of yourself in that field is so limited that mm-hmm. when you beat the odds a couple of times, you're kind of like, well, odds are, you don't live and die by the odds, or at least I've learned to not do that. And so right. I was kind of like, screw that and screw like the arrogance of Western medicine anyway to say that can tell you definitively this is the amount of chance you have. I just, I just didn't buy it. And um, I was really encouraged that this midwife she found also felt the same way. And Amanda's a nurse and she's 
Western medicine is her occupation. And so it was an interesting shift, I think, for her to be like, oh, you know, there are possibilities that are outside of this framework. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a cool paradigm shift for us. And, yeah. and this woman was great. She said, give me three months. Mm-hmm. And within a month and a half of working with her, uh, we were pregnant. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know what you can all chalk it up to. I mean, the guy, <laughs> the, the fertility specialist, he did give me like a really long list of uh, supplements to take that would help like egg development and blah, blah, blah. And I got like all the best ones I could find. And then she gave me a list of some too. So I was taking like 20 some pills every day of supplements. She, she like had to do, and obviously, and I felt really guilty because she was making all the sacrifice. She had to do this very, very strict diet, no caffeine, no alcohol, no dairy, nothing cold, no sugar, nothing cold. In addition <laughs> to this, like these 20 pills and supplements and, you know, and then I had herbs. I was drinking these disgusting, like gutter water herbs. And then I don't know if you've ever done this, Molly, but they also will part of the workup for IVF is you have to get the HSG exam. Yes. And you did that yeah. and it cleared out your tubes. Yeah. So when I, when we were getting it done, I guess my left side, when they were like, you know, they inflate you with the like catheter and everything and they tried and they couldn't get the left one unblocked. And then he was like, I could apply more pressure, but it'll be quite painful. But if you want to like go for it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do anything. And so he did it. It hurt so bad, but he was able to unblock it. So if, I mean, I don't know, like if, if it was truly blocked, that means then, you know, every other month, nothing was getting through. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. There's like all these different things. Like, I guess I'll never know like the real reason, but Either way, the acupuncture helps so much with just, like, I did feel warmer. Like, my circulation was better. And um, my my cycles were more normal, too. I wasn't ovulating too early because sometimes I would ovulate a little, a little like, earlier than ideal. Wow, wow. The first, like, weeks, like, my first semester, I still went every single week. And there was one time where I spotted a little bit of blood. And she did this thing where she lit these things on fire on my toes. And then, like, it never happened again. And I was like, okay. Like, I mean, there were certain things, like, that would be, like, weird. And then she would do something, and then I would never have it again. And I was like, I know the acupuncture must work somehow. Yeah. It's truly amazing that that you guys got pregnant with those numbers. It's And naturally. Yeah, it was, um, I wished I felt like I had any (laughs) contribution to it. But she really went all out in terms of the recommendations. And, um we pulled out all the stops and yeah, it's hard to know what was the silver bullet that did it. But mm-hmm. I guess if we ever want to do this again, we'll just do it all again. Yeah, let's do everything. Yeah. Oh my God. All the supplements, probably get the HSG again, just like flush it out. Get yeah. It's like Roto-Rooter. And, um, <laughs> and then, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like when people are like, are you going to try to have another one? And it's like, well, I feel like so, we feel so blessed already to have like, yeah. Got this 3% miracle with yeah. like, I have like virtually no eggs. So I don't know, but I mean, we'll definitely try. If it happened once, it could happen again. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll probably start fairly soon just because, you know, I just, we just don't know. We don't know. Yeah. And do you tell people that you struggled? 
I do. I do like, like, um, you know, I work as a nurse, so it's a lot of women anyway. So I feel like we're very sharing with like everything. We talk about everything. Like we also have a number of friends who are in a similar spot. And so it's been, it's been nice to at least be able to share Mm -hmm. our experience with them and say, you know, these types of things happen. And Mm -hmm. again, we're not really sure like why or point to but I think just it's cool to know I don't know I feel like sharing the story at this point is good in that like I want other people to know that even if like a doctor says you have three percent chance like maybe that's not that like end all be all did I say that be all all, end all all. yeah oh end all be all really (laughs) which is it well, I'll have to cut away and, he, and look he gets back. upset when I correct he her because she's got some real, oh. real funky uh, turns of phrase. Okay, well, technically, it is be all end all because it comes from Shakespeare. Macbeth says, "And this blow might be the be all and the end all." But according to the internet, it's perfectly fine to use end all be all as well. So, Amanda, we good, girl. We're good. My mom says, um. She calls me Miss Mal- Malaprop? Malaprop? Oh, yeah. Like a malapropism? Yes, yes. Because I get all my all the sayings wrong. I don't know what that word means, Amanda. Do you know what that means? No. <laughs> Tell it's us like, a, like a idiosyncratic saying or something, right? I mean, it sounds mean. A malapropism is the mistaken use of a word in place of a similar sounding one, often with unintentionally amusing effect, as in, for example, dance a flamingo instead of a flamenco. I think when you say a saying incorrectly, it's yeah. a malapropism. Oh, yeah. Well, I come from a long line of those. Yeah, so. she really does. <laughs> okay, so Amanda, then you, first of all, we know each other from improv. Yeah, we do. I'm just so impressed that you suddenly went to nursing school. Was that something that you yeah. always wanted to do? Well, no, and I hadn't even thought about it, but it was <laughs> at a point when I was bartending. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to, like, do something different because I just was like, this is soul-sucking. I hate men. I don't <laughs> to do this for the rest of my life like where do you go from that like you're a bartender like I don't want to be a 40 year old woman bartending no offense to any 40 year old woman bartending but for me personally like everyone just looked at me and assumed that I don't have any plans in my life because that was just the way their conversations would always be with me like that I don't have anything else going on and just the creepiness of of men I just couldn't take it anymore and um, my sister's a nurse and she's like well because I was also nannying as another side gig because you have Mm -hmm. to have a million side gigs when you're trying to be an actor here Mm -hmm. and and she's like why don't you ever consider like becoming a children's nurse you were always so good at science in high school like I didn't get a science scholarship wow so (laughs) you know but um, I was like oh I never really thought that that's actually a really good idea and so I started taking like community classes for free at Pasadena and it was and then I was like I really like this it felt like I was like doing something good and like using my brain which felt really nice and how long did it take um so I had to do a lot of prereqs because all my undergrad was film I have a film degree so I didn't have anything that was like appropriate for nursing school so I did about a year or so of like just prereq classes. And then I did a, I got my master's in nursing. So it was a two year program in Chicago. Amazing. So, yeah. So it took, a, it took quite a chunk of time to get it all done, but. And so what kind of a nurse it. are you? So I do pediatric nursing and I work in bone marrow transplants. 
Oh my goodness. So I deal with children that have either like cancer that is just, it's not being um, handled or treated appropriately with traditional chemo and it keeps coming back or high risk. Or I deal with um, children who have like really weird like blood diseases. So, you know, some kids are born with no immune system or they're not born or they like are lacking certain bloodlines or like they have no immune system because of that. Oh my goodness, Amanda, it's heartbreaking. I can't imagine having that kind of strength to be in that, be around sick kids. And my best friend is a is a pediatrician as well. I, I just, it's impossible to me. But, it's hard because wow. you're, you're like what I know, I could say like the biggest thing about pediatric nursing, which is different from adult nursing is like the patient is your child, but you're, the parents are so much a part of it because- yeah. In adult nursing, you don't have parents there like 24 hours a day. And there's nothing like that bond of like a mother and their child or the father and their child or even grandparents we have. And so it's like you're taking care of everyone. You're not just the nurse of the patient because Shit. our kids, too, are isolated. They're in a room by themselves. The parents don't get to leave. They don't leave. So they'll stay with us for a month. We've had children stay up for like, we have a kid who's almost been with us for a year now. Mm. And if you can imagine being stuck in one room for that long of time. I think we're all going to imagine that. Yeah, I know. We were making a joke. Like our parents are like, oh, you guys are having a hard time with quarantine. Like that's, that's our life. That's the life on on my unit for those parents. Like they are quarantined, cut off and so you like, I feel like it's a bit of psychology mixed in with nursing, which I really like talking to people and yeah, trying to just listen, just be a listener. Cause I feel like oh. sometimes I just need someone to listen. Yeah. That's so amazing. Thank God for you. <laughs> I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And then the crazy thing is now you're almost 29 weeks pregnant and you're still working your ass off during this pandemic. Unknown pandemic. Yeah. I tried to request disability early because I do have that past history of the autoimmune, but because I'm not being currently like on medications for it or anything, they said that COVID is not a reason to be on disability, even though being pregnant, you're already immunocompromised. Right. And which I just find so crazy that I could be at the bedside caring for patients with COVID-19, but like, that's not a reason for like me to have extra protection. I, and I mean, I feel so grateful that I'm at a hospital where like we have very low cases and we have proper like equipment to protect ourselves. I mean, they're doing a great job at Children's. Like they've been like on top of it from the beginning and immediately once the whole pandemic started, they like created all these policies and ways just to keep us safe. And, you know, we're all wearing masks all the time now and the whole like visor, like there's any doubt, everything. And so I feel pretty safe. It's just like a matter of like, you you never know where this is going to go. And I mean, right now it feels like California has been doing well. Yeah. Like, cause I feel like our governor has been a lot more proactive than other ones. Mm-hmm. 
but you just like, but like during this time, you just don't know. And like, no one really knows the side effects. I mean, they're saying that they haven't seen any like side effects of women who've been, who've gotten COVID and like effects on the baby. But like, yeah. I mean, I don't really feel like we're going to know until it's a few years out and we start to see like, are they developmentally slower? Or yeah. I feel more scared if I was in my first trimester because right. if you get a bunch of fevers, that is strongly linked to, um, abnormalities and, and stuff miscarriage. like that. Right. So yeah. I feel like that, like, so I think about that with, cause like those people aren't getting any additional protection either. So I just feel like, I don't know, pregnant nurses aren't really being looked at as like a, a fact that maybe we should be protecting them just a little bit more or taking it, taking them into consideration during this time. And a lot of people that she works with, well, I don't want to say, I don't know names and I don't want to <laughs> blow up anyone's spot here, but she's, knows of some people who have gotten excused early because their doctors have kind of fibbed and said, yeah, they need this disability, but she just happens to have a really ethical doctor. (laughs) And so it's a bummer in the sense that like I, it really kills me and I drive her to work every day because it's the least I can do, but it's just, it's a bummer to send her off into the unknown abyss of this every day that she works and just hope that she stays safe. And it's just, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer that there's not something in place for people in her position, but. Yeah, I thought that I had read that if you were pregnant and you were still being made to work that you should, I don't remember. Well, so they will give you, they will give me a 30 day modification, which is a new thing. But, um, so my doctor was willing to write me off of that because I wouldn't be able to perform my job being six feet from everyone. Uh So I would be able to stay at home, but there's no pay with it. It's like the loophole of like, yeah, you can, you don't have to be here, but you just won't be paid. And then mm-hmm. I also wouldn't, and I wouldn't be allowed to like collect unemployment or anything like that. And I don't qualify for the like, um, for the, what's that package? The stimulus. Oh uh, uh, yeah. 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 Like I don't apply for that because I make over, you know, whatever that is. So I would just be like, okay, well, I'm expecting this baby and I'm not having any income. Yeah. Um, there's nothing available for me for help, even though there's help for everyone else. But, but it almost feels like unfair in that way. So. Yeah, it is completely unfair. But also, even if this weren't going on, it is really hard to work this pregnant. Like, oh my gosh. The pull of a job this is, like getting kids into the bathtub, oh like God. getting them out of the bathtub, like bending over the bed all day. Like, oh I mean, I'm fairly like large. That's her dog. She's reverse coughing. Oh, oh. <laughs> but it is like really, it's like such a physical job that like I like, I feel like I'm giving all of my like past pregnant nurse colleagues kudos like how did you do this up until eight months like I do get four weeks off before my due date yeah but like it is a struggle like my back hurts by like five hours in my back is like killing me and I'm 13 hours and you're on your feet all the time 13 hours it sucks it sucks that's bullshit I know. I never understood why y'all nurses and doctors have to do crazy long shifts I mean aren't your brains wouldn't your brains be better if you had short Uh, shifts it's it's better for patient continuity to have oh, a long time okay. because there's sense. not it's so, not so much you know like the game of telephone. Mm-hmm. It's better when you have less pe- like less cooks in the kitchen and you're like you can really accomplish a lot more for your patient yeah. when there's like less handoffs and stuff like that. And sometimes things take so long like 
like procedures and this and that. It's like you need that long of time to like wrap up what you did and then you pass it along to the next person. So I don't mind it, but in this situation, it's just harder when you're like carrying like a million extra pounds and it's all like hanging off your back and your spinal cord (laughs) (laughs) and then your hips. I don't, I don't know. I've never felt more useless in my (laughs) life and I'm an actor who's mostly unemployed during the year. So it's, it's really saying something. What are you doing to keep her happy, to keep your woman happy and safe? (laughs) Well, since the uh, COVID crisis, I've made all of our meals. Mm-hmm. Every single meal. I don't cook at all anymore. Amazing. So I, I, I do all that. I just, you know, I shuttle her to and from work, which mm-hmm. is whatever. That's just a given. And then, I don't know, she gets like back rubs and stuff. Yeah, I get a back. I get at least one back rub a day. Sometimes I ask for two because on days where I work, it's like the first one just kind of like loosens it. I mean, nothing's loose anymore. Oh, it's, <laughs> a mess. it's a total mess. I probably can have professional help, but like I can't go anywhere. Yeah, so right. we can't even get like a, you know, maternity yeah. massage. I've heard oh pregnancy God. massages are really nice, but I wouldn't know. I've never experienced one because of a life of COVID. So we've John, had you have to YouTube some. Have you done any YouTubing? Uh, not on that. Not on, on other things. Okay. Lots of cooking uh, tutorials. And John, tell us what you did for her birthday. Um, Well, I cleaned the house, um, (laughs) including the bathrooms, which was, again, just I felt like the least I could do. We just moved. So we have like all this new space and it's like a lot to kind of keep clean. Yeah. Kind of new for us. Uh, I cooked her a lamb roast. Oh, my goodness. Baked her a cake. Aww. Um, I got her all the balloons in Gelson's <laughs> and then a couple more from our local market on Beechwood. Uh-huh. I got her several types of cheese <laughs> for what has become our nightly cheese and charcuterie plate. Oh. I'm a, we're kind of scared of what our cholesterol might yeah. look like. But. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Amanda, you just reminded me. So are you, how are you doing your um, check-ins with your OBGYN? So I did go to my last one. I don't know if they're going to cancel my upcoming one, but it's been, that part has been really sad too, because John's not allowed to any of them anymore. Oh boy. And like he had, he can't come see the scans. And that's like the really bummer part because it's like, you can see her moving in there and like, yeah. you can like really see her. And do you do FaceTime? FaceTime, but it's just not the same when you pull the phone up to a screen. It's like it, it washes out. And I'm it, like, sorry, John. It's cool. I mean, it's, I get why they need to do it. It's a bummer. Um, yeah. yeah. But as long as the report is good, it's kind of like, yeah. all right. And that's been the silver line of everything. Like, this has been a little bit hard just because I don't get to, like, walk around much and really flaunt the pregnancy belly. And maybe I know. Possibly get people. Like, no one's getting up for me. I don't get their chair. Because, oh, like, I just care. It's bullshit. Or like, you I'm not the baby. You'll have to fake a pregnancy so that you I can see what <laughs> I know. And then, like, we were we were gonna go to Sedona. Right now, we would be on our way to Sedona, and we oh. were gonna have these like really elaborate maternity photos taken on some cliffs. Oh my god! And, and it was gonna be amazing. And all of it's canceled. Yeah. My oh. baby shower canceled. Oh yeah. If I get back to LA before you have your baby, I can shoot some pictures of you guys from far away. Oh, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah. yeah. We, oh, we got yeah, a little, little freeze. But now it feels okay. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe it's oh, okay. You, yeah, I yeah, think it's okay. okay. Uh, yeah, here, we'll move a lot. Can you see us? Are we moving? I can see you moving. Okay, great. Great. <laughs> Who fucking <laughs> knows? <laughs> yeah. 
doing the best we can in these times. Yeah, yeah. And so um, last week I had somebody on the show who uh, is a certified nurse midwife, and she's doing a lot of telehealth uh, or telemedicine uh-huh. meetings with her patients. Are, are you doing any of that? So, so far, because I'm high risk, they've had me oh, come in. Gotcha. But I don't know. Like, I think that, I think maybe some of my checkups with my midwife might be canceled. Because mm-hmm. I do have, like, my high risk doctor scan coming up. So, I don't know. We might have this next one be canceled, but I haven't heard anything yet. Okay. Yeah. I also, though, have to come in, though, because I, I, I have to come in anyway, because I need um, the Tdap like the vaccine. Cause I'm uh-huh. at a certain point in my pregnancy now where I need to get that. And then I also need to do the three hour glucose test, which mm-hmm. is horrible. You would hate it. Um, <laughs> Me? How do you know? <laughs> because you, you're healthy. Like you eat healthy and it's like, it's for me. Like I like sweets, but this is like, I don't drink soda though or anything. And this is I give you is sugar soda times I don't know, a hundred. It's so sugary. It's so horrible. It makes you feel like you're going to throw up. I don't know if my stomach could handle that. Yeah, I thought I was going to throw up the last time I did it. But you you get through it, but then then you feel delirious. I thought I was like, I don't know, on a certain drug or something. I just like felt like I was like, whoa, whoa. But yeah, you're like that for three hours and you can't eat before. So then you're just really hungry and you're like, kind of like, ooh, cracked out out on sugar. Uh Uh-uh. So yeah, I probably won't be painful. Yeah, just skip it. (laughs) Just skip it. And as of now, you're, um, you're allowed in the delivery room, John? So far as we know, yes, they're still allowing. Uh, Only for your vaginal. Right. If it's a CA section, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because like the, it would, if it wasn't vaginal, then he would have to come into the operating room and they're not allowing fathers into the operating room at this time. But my midwife assures me that like by June, there shouldn't be like these restrictions. I would think that if it's allowable now and things are hopefully going to continue to get better, that it should be allowable come the end of June when we're, when we're due. Yeah. 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 I hope so. Yeah. Cause that would really suck. Yeah. I, yeah. I like, I don't feel like I do very well with that just cause like, I, I mean, I'm at Kaiser. It's been hard enough to not be able to go yeah. in there. She's been really I mean, we've both been bummed. Like, but it's it's like, not really fun to be around a bunch of strangers giving birth to your baby, you know? Like, no. you want at least someone there that you want the person there. Because <laughs> he'll be able to tell people to leave me alone. Because I feel like if anyone's trying to be too positive to me or, like, <laughs> <laughs> or like being really fake with me, I'm going to give him a look. And then he's yeah. going to be like, I think we're fine. I think we're fine right now. Yes. Okay, I think I need to make you sing now, John. Oh, well, okay. Um, here, what do you want me to like? What's the mood? Yeah. Here, I'll go get my, I mean, let's, let's see. We could go with like, um, something sweet for the baby. Some, I could do the ukulele thing. Yeah, I want you to grab your ukulele. <laughs> we actually, because, um, you know, John's very musical, and obviously yeah. we have a feeling our daughter will be too. Not that we're yeah. going to force anything on her, but I got her little, like, blocks for, like, two-year-olds or one-year-olds, and it has ukulele chords on them. How's this? That's good. Okay, do, do I have to pick a Can song? You well, he had one prepared. I, ha- I had one that I just actually played at a wedding, which is kind of a sweet 
apropos tune, but I, I'm always down for requests. No, I want it. I want it. And then I'll give you okay. a challenge afterwards. I don't okay, know great. Yeah, that's good. Okay, let's hear it. All right. <sighs> there were bells on a hill, but I never heard them ringing. No, I never heard them at all till there was you. There were birds in the sky, but I never saw them winging. No, I never saw them at all till there was you. There was music, wonderful roses. Me in sweet fragrant meadows of dawn and dew. There was love all around, but I never saw it singing. No, I never saw it at all till there's you. Wow. It's a little early in the it's a little early in the morning. I wish I could say, but it's not. It's afternoon and I should definitely. <laughs> that was Thanks. beautiful. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure that the Zoom quality off. didn't help. And now I've got yeah, a really wordy I've got to think of a really wordy song. Um it's <laughs> <laughs> a challenging song. He does pretty well. I mean he yeah, I like John's really fun at birthday parties. And we I went know. To I've been camping with him, I think t- maybe twice. And he's like the hit of the campfire. Yeah. He's a hit of anything he goes to with his instrument. What's a song with a I lot can... of words that I can trick him with? <laughs> What's that one? That one about Route 64? No, I don't know that song. Like, we didn't start the fire. I bet you know all the words to that shit. I could probably pull that out. Yeah, I could probably do that. Nobody wants to hear it, but do it. Okay, I'll try it. Harry Trudor's day, red china, Johnny Reds, Al Pacific, Walter Richard, Joe Fabio, Joe McCarthy, Richard Nixon, Scooter, Bacon Television, North Korea, South Korea, Marilyn Monroe. Stranger in a strange land, Galen Berlin, May I make some days, Lawrence of Arabia, my favorite songs <laughs> i know me either oh my god i don't know it's just like going to some, i mean i screwed it up but they go into some little pocket in my head where i think you like really listen to lyrics i don't even think i really listen to lyrics i listen to them hard and they don't they don't stick they don't change. yeah john are you good at memorizing lines <clears throat> uh yeah 
pretty much. Yeah, I'd say he's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. It's just, you know. I'm terrible. <laughs> Are you really? That's why I, I mean, don't it's work. Hard. It's hard, especially when they give us like three hours to do it. And they give you something the night before and they're like, go in at 10 a.m. and no seven pages. Like that's not, not going to happen for me. But yeah. I don't know. I'm okay with it. She helps me, although she hates helping me with it. So that's why she has to be good because I only give up so many times. Yeah, she gives me like two, two, run, two pass-throughs and then she's like, I'm, I'm off the clock. Yeah, and then but then sometimes he gets mad because I like to like characters a voice. And oh, like, no. He's like, can you just read it normal? Yeah, yeah because her voice is like, oh, I, I don't see you in there too. <laughs> I would kill you, Amanda. <laughs> Yeah, it's, not, it's, it's less than helpful. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm, I'm so excited for you guys and your little baby. Thanks Does for having you... us on. It's been cool to talk about. It's been a, it's been an interesting yeah. and uh, kind of life changing, obviously, journey for us. Um, yeah, it's wild. I still don't really know what to expect. I feel like it's either like a limitation of my gender or just my own personal imagination that it still feels very abstract to me. Like yeah. I think for Amanda, it's a much more here and now immediate thing. I'm still kind of like, Oh yeah, we've got time. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, we'll figure it out. Like it doesn't, I have no idea what I'm in for, but I know that it's going to be a totally different deal. And yeah. So, yeah. And you guys are going to do a weird. great job no matter Thank what. You. Yeah. Thank you. The yeah, second it becomes be- real. Yeah, and I'm right. glad that I am a nurse because I feel like I can at least keep her alive. And yeah. I mean, with yeah. with all of this like pandemic going on, we're probably not going to have any family come visit or right. anything like that. Yeah, so we will kind of we'll have to figure it out together. So yeah, like they did in the olden yeah. days. Yeah, like they, <laughs> like they did in the olden days. No, I'm really I feel really lucky that she's does this for a living. So yeah. I kind of yeah. kind of get to escape for a little bit. Well, thank you for taking care of Amanda, John, while she's taking care of everyone else. Well, it's, again, the least I can do. It's my pleasure. That's a great job. Yeah. Do what I can. I pay him. I certainly got the time these days. And thanks for sharing your story. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, and, always, and thank you always for sharing about your life. Yeah, I mean, I got nobody else to share with, so <laughs> that sounded really sad, but I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> no, but you, you have so many people you're sharing it with, and it means so much to them because yeah. it, like, helps, it helps lift them up to make them feel like they're a part of something and not like alone. Yeah, know? yeah. That feels like it's it's been um very helpful for me, too, so I love it. Yeah. Well, um, when's your, we when, did you already tell me when you're, what? Uh, our due date is June 26th. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't even know what date. Oh, it's the 15th today, April 15th. All right. Yeah. So we got a couple more months. Yeah. yeah two and change. Yeah. It feels like it's coming up quick though. Yeah. It's been flying by. So I, yeah, I know it's going to be here before we know it. And you know, we can't tell her when to come and when not to come. So Yeah. <laughs> Well, keep me posted. I want to know. We will. We will. Yeah. Oh, you're frozen. Now you're really frozen. Oh, no, we're losing you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> how's this? Yeah, now we're back. Okay, well, let's get out of here before it freezes again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. I love thanks, you. Thanks, bye, Molly. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Love you too. Talk to you soon. Of bye. course. Our pleasure. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
Amanda and John, thank you again for coming on the podcast. Amanda, thank you for taking care of all the little children. And John, thank you for taking care of Amanda while she does it. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you want some extra content or you get bored during the week, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and subscribe for a couple bucks a month and have access to all kinds of exclusive content. If you want to support the podcast but you don't want to do it via Patreon, you can send money via Venmo to molly-hockey. I'm still doing those fertility consultations and I'm still loving it. And if you're interested, just email me at spermcast at gmail.com and I will give you my information and my rates. Got any general questions or just want to give me some shit? You can also email me at spermcast at gmail.com for that reason. Or you can text me or leave me a voicemail at 323-741-1818. Or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at spermcast. And of course, the other great way to support the podcast is by rating and reviewing. Have you not done that yet? Are you out of your mind? You have to have done that by now. But if you haven't done it by now, I I understand because I have podcasts that I've listened to that I've never rated and reviewed. Okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go and I'm going to rate and review one of the podcasts that I listen to all the time. And you are going to go to Apple Podcasts right now, as I'm going to do, and rate and review Spermcast. Oh, okay. Here we go. One. I'm going to do this. I am going to go and I'm going to rate and review a podcast. Okay. Are you ready? One, two, three. Did you do it? Did you go and do it? I didn't I didn't go yet because I'm still recording this. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go now. I'm gonna record it. I'll talk to you later. Go, rate, review, Apple Podcasts. Love you. Goodbye. Could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white, tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. An Erios production. Powered by ACAST. 